Broken trust can be healed, but it's not just time that's going to heal it. You need clear guidance about what to do and what not to do. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I've developed a free video course called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. This course will show you what's needed to begin healing after betrayal. I offer guidance for the betrayed partner as well as the partner who broke the trust. You can access it for free right now by clicking the link in the show notes. We live in a world of messages. Every post on social media, every commercial, every movie, they're full of messages that try to convince us to think, feel, talk, dress, eat, and act in certain ways. How in the world can we decipher all of these messages? And how can we help our children see what's going on around them? In the previous episode, which was episode 19, Dina Alexander from Educate and Empower Kids told us how we can begin to read the images and messages around us. It's called media literacy, and she says it's a skill that we can actually teach ourselves and our children. We continue that discussion in this episode, and we also cover so much more. In fact, most of our discussion is based on her book, Petra's Power to See, which is a children's book that teaches children to see what's going on around them with all the messages they're being sent. It's amazing. It really is. I hope you'll pick up a copy at her website, which is educateempowerkids.org. And I also want you to listen to this whole episode because you're going to love her take on all the crazy messages Disney is sending to our children in the movie Little Mermaid. So here's the rest of my interview with Dina Alexander from Educate and Empower Kids. In your book, in your Petra book, um, there's a part where uh, where the message comes across. And I, I wrote it down word for word. And I just think it's fabulous. It says, don't let a stranger who doesn't know you or care about you tell you how you should eat, look, dress, think, or act. Yeah, right. That's 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 one of my favorite parts in the whole book because yep. it's it's such logical sense, but mm-hmm. it's something that we, as adults and as children, ignore all the time. That we are that we allow strangers on television, designer clothing designers, perfume makers, cosmetic creators, to tell us what looks good, what doesn't look good, how we should be looking, how we should be feeling in their clothes, how we should be acting in their clothes, how we should be eating certain dinners that are going to make us more fabulous or, you know, going to look cooler. And it's like, these are people that are only in this to make money, right. you know? And it's like, that's something I, that is something I so wish I understood as a child, you know, that it was never discussed, but it's like, it's very empowering for a child to know we have to think for ourselves, you know, that you can wear what you want as, you know, if whatever, according to the rules of the family and modesty, etc. but that we don't want to be, we don't want our friends and our community to dictate what is okay and what is what I should be wearing, what I should be, how I should be acting. You know, like we're at my kids' high school. I mean, the girls are are dressed in a way that I would not let my child leave the house many times, right? And so we that's the discussion that all of us are going to have over and over again of, okay, yeah, so-and-so, even so-and-so at church might be dressed like that, but no, this is what that kind of clothing means to me. And I want you, you know, to protect yourself. And I also don't want you to self-objectify yourself, right? right. So there's, again, what, many of those discussions that are just so helpful and just great reminders. You know, this is, that's one of those statements that is not a one-time discussion, because all of us need that reminder. We get swept up 
in what we're seeing in, you know, again, that's how powerful media and images are that we can get so easily swept up in, you know, our cultural standards of what is beautiful and what is not that we have to step back all the time and go, hold on a second. What's, what's really important here? What really matters? Yeah, no, that's really powerful. Well, and I, th- I think too, I mean, there's always been product placement in movies, right? You know, they would be smoking mm-hmm. a certain kind of cigarette in the fifties or whatever, but today yeah. product placement and advertising and, and media, social media, movies, music, it's also intertwined and it's so much more sophisticated than it's ever been. Oh, yeah. And so everything really is selling something to some degree. There's really not a message I don't think out there that isn't driven by profits or by some desire to, to, to profit off somebody, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, again, like you and I had a, a long time of of innocence before we had to come to grips with that. But that even that our kids have to get almost cynical from a very young age in seeing that everything is being sold to them. You know, it wasn't until the mid eighties that um, the FCC allowed um, companies to advertise and market directly to children. You know, before then we were, we were protected. Yeah. You know, that's why there weren't toys associated with, um, television shows, you know, the very first television show that a product was associated with was the cartoon He-Man, right? right? And that was that my brothers and I watched and we thought it was so cool and they had all the toys and blah, 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 right? And so opened up this whole monster, this whole Pandora's box for all of us that we have to, that we've had to compete against since our kids have, you know, before they were born. And that, again, that we have to keep reminding them of that. And especially when it comes to social media, because it's our friends and our family members and peers at school, it almost seems to be more manipulative. It's just, and our kids have become so savvy that they are just as savvy sometimes as professional marketers. You ask any teenager when the best time to post is to get the most likes. If you ask them who they should, who they should pose with at school to get more likes, they will know the answer. If they will tell you how sexy or provocative an outfit needs to be to get likes, but maybe still not be called a slut, okay, like that they know these things is scary. But again, it shows where we've gone and where where our kids are living as they live on social media. But that is, again, why it is so important for us to have these discussions, to step back and say, this is a message that is being sold to you. Yes, it's a friend of yours. Hey, maybe that's your cousin, but they're selling a message, right? They're selling cool teenager. They're selling emo. Maybe they're feeling I'm such, you know, oh, poor me. Maybe they're having a real cry for help. You know, maybe they're just trying to act like they don't care. Maybe they're trying to play the rich kid or whatever. You know, like there are so many characters that our kids are trying to portray out there and not as many are as authentic as we would like. And so, again, that is where we need to step back for ourselves to know that we're posting good things and to talk with our kids about posting things that are meaningful and are accurate and are a real reflection of who they are inside. Right. And it's not really honest to act like even in a, an uplifting post that we're not sending a message. We're always sending a message. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like there's never, there's never just a neutral post. So like, for example, I know I follow you on social media and I've seen the post that you, with that love sculpture that you do every year with your family. Uh 
I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the backstory is with that, but you know, you obviously are sending a message with that and having your family tradition be centered around this beautiful sculpture that says love. Yeah. And when I, when I go around and speak at places, I will show pictures of my personal social media. So not even the educate empower kids, social media, Uh I will show posts from my social media. And I always ask the audience, what is the message I'm selling? Yep. You know, what am I selling? And they'll be like, oh, happy family or this. And I'm like, I'm selling good mommy. I'm selling good mommy. (laughs) That is what I am selling. Good mommy takes her kids on trips. Good mommy organizes Legos. Yeah. Good mommy has, does service with her kids at the local shelter, you know, whatever, that those are some of the things that I post, you know, and that's, that's, you know, we're, again, we're all selling a message, you know, and I used to be, I feel like I used to be able to be a little bit more real and say to people, I'm having a rough day, but I rarely, rarely say that on social media anymore. And that's, you know, that's, that's the, that's the result of many things because now I'm also friends with business associates and people that maybe I'm not close friends with, like in the beginning when it was just close friends and family and you could, I could say whatever I wanted, let's say, yeah, you know? And so we all have these, these, this, you know, push and pull. And that's where, again, where we have to be really wise about yeah. what we're posting that we're not just boasting, but that we're being real, you know, and being thoughtful. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and our kids, like you said, our kids are, are very savvy and sophisticated about messaging and it's just our job to bring it to their awareness because they're already paying attention from advertisers, from their peers, and starting to basically – I mean a lot of them have been assimilated into this you know, corporate mentality machine of just pushing a message that they're now messengers for the messengers, right? <laughs> so they're oh, just yeah. – and so – Oh, yeah. My, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean my kids will even tell me, oh – so-and-so is a YouTuber and he's only 16 and he has millions of subscribers and he has this product that he's that so that Nike or Coca-Cola is giving him money for. And again, that's a, that's a great discussion that we right. get to have right there about how much does this kid really like Coke? Not th- I bet you it's just pretty whatever, <laughs> right? But we're going to say a lot of stuff because of money. And is that really you know, the message that we want to put out there, you know, or I see a lot of girls copying fashion pages, like literally pose for pose. I have seen girls copy, um, a certain like fashion blogger from Instagram and, uh, like, okay, they may enjoy that. But I also am like, is that the best use of our time? Like this person probably has a thousand followers at school. Like that's a lot of influence. You know, a hundred years ago, you and I could have influenced maybe 50 to a hundred people around us in our community. In our lifetime. Yeah. And now the fact that we can influence thousands of people, we got to use that for good. We need to help other people and we need to be better. You know, we can do better. Right. We don't have to be perfect, but we can all do a little bit better. And we have to at least ask good questions and be aware of what we're doing and the power and influence we have and not act like it's just neutral because it's not. No, absolutely. There's no neutral ground with this. So I want to zoom out for a second and ask maybe just a bigger sort of why question. In in your experience, why does this even matter, right? Why can't – sometimes I get (laughs) – in my family at least, I'm I'm definitely the one that probably thinks – like I get accused of being kind of complicated, right? So uh, maybe it's the therapist thing. I don't know. But um, a lot of times I'll get feedback where I'm talking about a movie and I'm breaking it down and saying, well, this was the message and I didn't like that. And they'll just be like, Jeff, 
why can't you just enjoy the movie, right? Just it's just a movie. Like yeah, and, why- so, yeah. and, and sometimes we can. And so, I mean, and that's I think the nature of the work when you are in there face to face and in the trenches, like you are, and you see the results of this behavior, you know, or like, like you see the real version sometimes of Fifty Shades of Grey that it's not billionaires you know, just playing around with money that when that's in real life, that that's a really an abused woman who is getting, you know, beaten up. And it's not that that's when you are living that world and you see that it's hard to ignore, you know, and it's the same thing with like with my work and research in pornography. It's kind of like, I know what that real message is. So it's not cute and playful to me, you know, that I have to like, so I know that I, I see very few movies these days because I do, I get frustrated and I hear you, my family, my, my, my siblings more will be like, okay, come on, calm down. And, <laughs> Same and here. so, yeah. So sometimes, you know, like, okay, like, you know, like we saw the recent, you know, Avengers movie, you know, and like, I don't want, like, I, I want to walk out of there and say to my family, like, oh my gosh, I just lost three IQ points. But I, but I know it would be like a downer for like my kids. Right. So right. I don't say anything and they'll be like, how was it mom? And I'll be like, um, it was, a, it was, it was a fun movie. Um, and so, yes. Yeah, so sometimes I think if we can separate great or find the media that you can just like, that you can trust enough to let go, you know, like for me, it's music. There's certain, there's a lot of, I love music. And I'm always looking for music that can help me have a great workout, but is also not going to be um, inappropriate Dirty, yeah. or just really sexualized, you know. And so, um, you know, that's where I'm able to kind of like be mindless and relax after I've kind of put those parameters in place. Yeah. But I, but I feel you. It's it's hard when you when you are when you are researching and studying this that. You know, but it's also I feel like because of my vigilance, it's like I'm able to provide my kids with much a more accurate view of things. Again, like you said, being a child of the 80s, I mean, I was raised on a ton of television, a ton of television. You know, my summers were spent watching Gilligan's Island and Flipper. Right. Oh, yeah. That's like, you know, we didn't, we weren't doing summer school and activities and all this, you know, great stuff like I might have for my kids. And so, but those messages were so much more innocuous and so inane compared to what my kids are being fed that we have to be more vigilant. But yeah, I think they're, you know, look for the media that you, that seek out that best and avoid the worst. You know, again, none of us are going to be perfect, but find you know, what, what works for you. Like I really love like Harry Potter. Right. And I love that new fantastic beast and where to find them. Like that was a movie that I could relax. Right. <laughs> right. And just enjoy the movie and the magic of it. Right. So again, find those things where, where you can, where you can trust it and do that. Right. But it's, it's irresponsible as a parent, I believe in today's day and age, to just act like all media, we just need to relax and not be so uptight about this because that's in some ways, that's exactly what they're hoping you'll do. Oh, for sure. It's right? kind of like, so like on Netflix, what like the movie happy Gilmore just came on Netflix. I haven't seen that movie since college. And I remember thinking, Oh, it only has a couple of inappropriate parts. <laughs> so last night I put it on because I right. wanted to see, okay, is this something I can fast forward through a couple parts for my kids? Nope. Right off the bat, the very first little scenes they're showing to me are inappropriate. And I was like, oh, okay, well, never mind. I I clearly was in college and thinking like, oh, this Adam Sandler, it must be funny. Ha ha ha. Right. Right. And so again, like that we do have to, 
we have to be vigilant. You know, our kids, they're too important for us to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that's fine. Oh, it's Marvel. It must be okay. Oh, Disney. It must be okay. No. Disney has a million ridiculous messages. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, you know, every damsel in distress and, you know, oh, yes, Ariel, go ahead and give up your body and your voice for just a chance um, to kiss a guy like please (laughs) yes please have plastic surgery and lose your voice you know it's like again these are not messages that I want my kids to watch but again there's other ones that are okay so find those ones that work for for your family right and and it's really just about having the conversation and not just taking everything passively and recognizing that there is a message so what is it look for it identify and I get it I get sometimes I get tired of my own brain just on overdrive, thinking through these things. And so sometimes the answer is maybe just to take a break from media. You know, get out in nature, go camping. Oh, absolutely. Take a break. Like, recognize that our kids need breaks from social media. Kids need – I know President Nelson just recently, of course, had the, the seven-day social media fast, which to me is a, is a great start. But it's, it's not going to be enough to really break kids of these, of these habits. You have to talk about it. You have to use that time to deconstruct things. And so – um, Absolutely. And that was such a great, I just did my seven day fast last week. Oh, okay. And it, and so it's again, and my daughter did hers and it was like a great, and it's again, use all of these opportunities yeah. for great conversation, right? you know, because they might have something that you didn't even think about and maybe they're going to object to something. I'm like, good. I don't want my kids to just agree with every single thing I say, and they, they oblige me quite well on that. Right. And so we have many great discussions and where they don't agree with what I'm saying about certain media, or they want to see a movie with friends. And I'm like, I don't know, let me check, let me look it up. And I go to kids in mind, or I look at different, you know, reviews on it. And sometimes I say yes. And sometimes I say no. And it's kind of like, you know, but it makes for great discussion. So, Right. And, and I love what you're saying that even though you might filter out the sex scenes and the swear words and the violence, there's still a message in a lot of media, right? There's still other messages that need to be talked about. Like you said, something like oh, Little Mermaid, we're letting three-year-olds watch. And are there other messages we can talk to our kids about, even though the content, quote unquote, is appropriate? Yeah, always. There yeah. always is. I mean, and, and in good media, You know, to stop and, you know, there's good movies that you can stop and be like, isn't that amazing? Like, what was going on there? You know, why, why is this happening? You know, like my kids, when they were younger, used to get upset because I would like pause the movie. I would show them an old movie and I would pause it and then explain maybe what was going on because I could see certain things they didn't understand, but then I would want to discuss it. And they would be like, okay, mom, you know, but I'm like, hey, (laughs) there are, there's, do that with good media too. You know, there's so much out there that is good. Find those things and yes, use it to build connection with your kids and have great discussions. I love that. So not only deconstructing harmful messages, but also deconstructing positive messages and breaking those down and saying, isn't this great that these people would put this message out there? That's so supportive and helpful. And again, that's for social media and for everything. Again, media is such a bigger category than it's ever been. Um, I, oh, for sure. I love, I love in your Petra's Power to See book, you give so many examples of ways you can talk about media with your children. And there's even one section, I think it's on page 43, where you're saying, you know, for example, here's five questions you can just ask right off the bat about any advertisement or any type of media. You know, is this commercial truthful, for example, or what did this book tell me? 
Or what did this TV show not tell me? How does this yeah. video make me feel? Why was this app even created? I mean, those are just some very basic introductory questions, but man, each one of those could be a conversation. Oh, absolutely. Especially like, you know, we have kids, you know, that game or they want to, my kids want to download this, this app or that app. And, you know, I go through, they are not allowed to do any upload any app. It has to go through, through me first. So I look at reviews and I talk about it with them, et cetera. But that, these are important questions, you know, because everybody has a purpose in creating their media, you know, and it's, and that's like, and even in the book, we don't poo poo the fact that, yeah, some media is just created for the sole purpose of making money. Okay. There's certain games that are created. Mm -hmm. Yes. They're just, and it's okay to make money. That's allowed, right? This is in the United States. We're allowed to, you know, create things that make money, but what else is going on there? Or are they doing it to the point where they're going to, you know, that there's no boundaries or there's no limits where it maybe is unethical, you know, or the question of what did it not tell me, you know, is something that I hadn't really considered discussing with my kids until the last couple of years of like, what is the lifestyle that is being shown and not shown, especially like in a, in an ad, right. Where the person looks so perfect mm -hmm. or maybe like every ad from this company has only white people in it. Okay. Who are we missing? You know, right? What is the culture? Why? Why does? Why does this company have so few people of color? Yeah. You know, and that that in itself is a great question. So it's not just about pornography and violence, but it's also about cultural ideas. It's about morals. It's about values. It's about character. You know, it's about what else? You know, what are the messages? You know, and how can I be a better consumer of them? And as a parent, I, I'm guessing that. I mean, I know the answer to my question, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. I'm guessing that it's, I'm guessing that it's a lot more helpful to be curious and ask these questions to your kids and engage in a conversation rather than just tell them what you're seeing. Oh, absolutely! Right? Because because they are seeing it in such a different way. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially when they're little, you know, they're so sweet and innocent, and they might see an ad for a bathing suit, and they're not thinking anything of it. It might be the ugliest thing or it might be right. so incredibly immodest and they don't see it that way. And that's why, again, you want to hear and know where they're coming from. You want to meet them where they're at. You know, it's kind of like when we have conversations, you know, if you want to, people freak out about small children masturbating and you have to remind them like this is not sexual for them. It's rare that it is sexual for a small child, it just feels good. It feels like running fingers through their hair, right? It's just something that it's not, they're not, they're not associating this with a fantasy. Again, so you want to find out, that's why you ask these questions to, to find out what they are seeing. Because right. there's sometimes where they feel bad, you know, like it's kind of like, I remember as a kid watching the show, The Wonder Years, I think I was in the fifth grade, maybe sixth grade. And I remember seeing Winnie Cooper and thinking, I will never look like that. I will never be that thin, you know, and what is, and that affected me at that age. I was starting, to, I was about to hit puberty or I was already starting. And I remember thinking like, I don't have that. I don't look like that. I'm never going to look like that. And what a great discussion that could yeah. have been, you know, right. to have of like of how images, how television shows make us feel, especially when they portray so much wealth out there and they make it look like Everybody has a car, right? Everybody has the latest clothing. Everybody has a phone, right? And that's not, that's just not how it is. Okay. And so it's kind of like, again, helping our kids, you know, base that in reality. What do you see there? 
You know, why are they saying yeah. that? Like, is that okay? Or do you know anyone that really looks like that? Especially when we see photoshopped images. Totally. Right. Totally. When we can kind of help people. So do you see how, like, how this is just such an illusion? Right. You know, how, like, they're not trying to make us feel good about our bodies. You know, they're trying to make us feel bad so that we want to buy their product. So we feel like we have to have that handbag, you know, like to help kids really pay attention to that gut reaction. Because a lot of times it's negative, right? I don't have that toy. So I'm already in a deficit. I need that toy. Or I don't look like that woman. My skin isn't like her. So I need to buy that foundation or that eyeshadow. So again, helping people, they're helping our kids recognize that that visceral reaction and like how that is that is a purposeful manipulation. Okay. So again, great discussions because they might not even be aware of, of what they're feeling or why they're responding in a certain way to a show, you know, or to a movie, you know? Right. So yeah. Like and, and just like, with, ahead, yeah, just like with your, your experience in fifth grade watching the wonder years, you know, you were having this experience and how cool would it have been to have somebody ask you a question about how you felt about that show? Yeah. I mean, there's probably stuff our, I mean, I know not probably there's stuff our kids are internalizing. I mean, heck that we're internalizing that if somebody brings it out of us or asks a question, I mean, that's what happened with this book for me, the Petra book. I'm reading through these questions going, wow, I've never thought about that idea of who's not in the picture. Wow. That's a great perspective. That's, you know, so the Petra book, what I love about it is, is the tone that her, her dad takes as he's walking her through different examples, advertisements, social media, other things like that. He's, he's in, in essence, being the kind of guide that we need to be as parents, yeah. curious, taking a one down, trying to really understand where the kid is, not lecturing, not preachy, not shaming, and really helping her just feel safe and comfortable to explore her media environment. And so- I think, I mean, talk about messaging. I think that you did a fabulous job of portraying what a safe, accessible parent looks like. Thanks. That's what we're, that's what we were hoping for. It worked. Yep. It worked for me. (laughs) With Petra's dad. (laughs) So I want to end on a, on a positive note about social media. This is a big concern for a lot of parents. In your book, you have a great checklist, um, you know, hashtag think before you post, um, you know, and boy, wouldn't that be great if on every, every, you know. I know on Google, uh, you can add a thing where if it's like past midnight, you have to like solve a math problem before you post or you send an email just in case. I think it's for a drunk thing. For, <laughs> did you know that they have that? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I almost wish like with social media, right, that they would a little thing pop up before we hit post that says, think before you post. Do you really want to send that? And maybe even ask these questions, which I'm going to share now. You you wrote these great que- these co- or I guess they're there are questions. Some of them are just concepts, reminders. So things like sincerely compliment others, respond kindly when you disagree with someone, be truthful, share helpful news and information, show empathy with those who share difficulties in their lives. Say only things, say only things you are willing to say in person, right? Whoa, great advice, great counsel about social media. Again, this helps you control your, the message you're sending so that it's positive, right? That's what this is about. Absolutely. You know that because and these are things a lot of these are things that I wish I had done when I first was on Facebook. You know, I think we all have that experience of saying one thing and then reading it a few hours later and being like, oh, I sounded like a jerk there. Or I only shared half my thought. 
Right. I meant to say that and compliment, or I meant to start that with a compliment because that's the thought that came through my head. And instead I just said this one little thing, you know, and I have, I've had that happen so many times that, I mean, but it took me a while to learn from my mistakes, you know, and I definitely agree with being real careful late at night because I know that I, I get, I can be, I can get very actionary, right. Without even thinking. Right. And so again, being, just stepping back and teaching our kids to have those skills, showing them. It's okay to pull out your phone and show your kids, look at this person. I disagree with them, and this is what I'm going to respond with. You know, I could say a lot more, and I could probably even be mean, but I'm holding back. Do you see that this is a good way to respond to something you disagree? Like, show them. They will learn by seeing our example. And That's great. And we have to kind of show them these very specific ways of handling a situation yeah. or like this person is having a hard time. What, what, you know, what do you guys think I should say? Or what would you say if you were in my place? It's like, again, good, good discussion to get, you know, your kids to understand, you know, that they, that they're powerful, that they have a voice that they can use and that they need to use it for good. I love it. That's so creative. I, I love those ideas of how to uh, teach your kids about social media in real time while you're doing it and responding to, to real human beings, right? through this, me- yeah, this, this new media that is, is something we're all just sort of experimenting with really. For sure. For sure. Well, I want to wrap up here. I just want to go over some of the products and the books that you have. I want people to go to your website. Um, I, I love your work. So there's, there's, you know, Petra's power to see, which we've reviewed for this podcast. There's a great book called Noah's new phone, which is about how to use technology for good and walking through, walking a child through, uh, the power that their phone has and what they can do with it. Um, both good and bad. Yep. Uh, there's a, there's books for boys and girls on body, healthy body image, both for boys and girls, which is, is fabulous. And that's, you know, again, that's, that's part of the bigger context conversation about harmful media, pornography, advertising, all these things. So there's just so many ways. And then of course, the, the sort of the original uh, books that you guys started out with, which are the 30 days of, uh, sex talks and for all ages, you know, all the way from, um, what age three, three to 18, yeah, we have three, three, three to seven. And then we have an eight to 11. And then we have one for parents of 12 plus. Right. And then talking to your kids about pornography books. Um, you've, you've had those out for a while and those are fabulous. And then the, uh, 30 days to a stronger child. Um, I downloaded, I haven't read that one yet. What's that one about? That one is about filling our accounts. So we wrote that, um, right after the Paris, um, attacks, those terrorist attacks. And when I basically realized, uh, my kids have to be way stronger than me. And so it's about filling your emotional, intellectual, spiritual, physical, and social accounts. So there's small family night lessons in there. They all have discussion questions because clearly I am very big on discussion questions, but they also have some cool activities that can be worked down for younger children and worked up for older kids. And so that is basically like a five, for ages five to 16 age group, um, that you can work with there. And there's tons of great stuff about empathy, about respect, about, um, my favorite lesson in it is about positive self-talk. Cause I always, like I say, if I had learned to speak kindly to myself as a kid, I'd be a very different adult wow. than if I had learned that skill. So again, a lot of great skills that are meant to strengthen our kids and okay. prevent, prevent problems in the future. I love it. Well, Dina, I'm going to I'm going to put the uh, links to these in the show notes and let people have uh you know just encourage people to go download these these the very good investment um for all the audience. I I'll repeat the website. It's educate 
empowerkids.org. And they've got a store there with lots of resources. And there's other free articles, blog posts, and other kinds of things. You can follow them on social media. You guys are producing content and reminders all the time. I get I get lots of great ideas from your research. And I I just cool. can't thank you enough for, for the work you're doing. It is so inspiring and so helpful and very practical and relevant. It is not overwhelming. You've made it very simple and accessible. We're trying. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Dina. I want to thank Dina for this chance to interview her and the amazing work she's doing with her organization, Educate and Empower Kids. So you can purchase a copy of her books, including the one we discussed today, Petra's Power to See, at educateempowerkids.org. Just go to their product section on the website. These books are available for instant download, and they're a fantastic resource for both children and adults. So I'm excited for the next episode of the Illuminate podcast, where I bring back Brandon and Jaylen the couple that actually kicked off this podcast in the very first few episodes. So I checked back in with them to see how they're doing 18 months after those initial interviews. You won't want to miss this. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next episode.